Hey everybody, welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Kirshner. On today's episode, I interview Barbara Delizio of Wiki Design. And I love, love, love her story because she talks about not only starting her business from like a teeny tiny little apartment, but how she's grown it as an introvert and the creative marketing strategies that she's used. She also talks about how she and her husband have grown the business together and how with them being very different in personality styles, what it's taken for them to work well together. There's some lessons in there that I think even if you're not working with your spouse can totally help you with team building. My name is Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur and investor. The one thing that I get asked all the time is how do you achieve success in business and make an impact? In each episode of the Tribe of Leaders podcast, you'll hear from entrepreneurs and visionaries who share how their leadership has changed not only their lives, but the lives of everybody around them. Hey, Barbara, I am so excited to welcome you to the Tribe of Leaders podcast today. You and I have had a number of different opportunities to kind of work in tangent together through the Young Entrepreneurs Academy and share with everybody a little bit about Wiki Designs and all that you're offering. And we can even talk a little bit about, you know, how you help some of the students in the Young Entrepreneurs Academy. Yeah, well, thank you for having me. I run Wiki Design with my husband, Mark, and we provide branding, web design, and SEO audits for people that are looking to ditch their nine to five jobs and start their own businesses. Mm -hmm. We've been doing this for about six years now. And like you said, I do volunteer with the Young Entrepreneur Academy, and that's been a great experience for me. I love working with these kids that have these really cool ideas and just seeing them grow from you know, just when they start out, when they're maybe a little shy or not as confident to getting their confidence and getting up on a stage in front of all these important people and, and pitching their ideas and their business plans. It's a really cool experience. I'm so glad that I have become a part of it. Yeah, I have really enjoyed it. And I love, you know, I teach the second segment of this, I think it's like six or seven months program. And that 10 weeks, 12 weeks, whatever it is that I spend with them, taking them from like nothing to being able to pitch in front of investors and seeing that transformation is so cool. And you got to help a few students with their branding. So what was that like for you? It was so much fun because it's similar to the people that I work with on a day-to-day basis. My clients, they, they come with an idea and they have this great idea in their head, but they don't necessarily know how to execute it. So we worked to figure out what it was that they wanted, who they wanted to target and what would make their business really shine. And it's so rewarding to see them up on stage pitching it. It's it's really cool. And I I know that the kids that I worked with this year, they actually won the the contest and they got to go to to the next level and they're, they're doing really well. It's just, it's really cool to watch them. Yeah, it is. It is. And I love it because I think, they're in the same place that so many entrepreneurs are. And, you know, you and I were talking earlier about kind of that fear of getting started. So they have somebody holding their hand to actually help them start their businesses. And, you know, you were sharing that that was one of the things that really held you up 
in starting. So tell everybody a little bit about your background and how you came to start your business and work with your husband. It's a really unique story. Yeah. So I've been doing web design, graphic design, stuff like that for about 15 years now. And I worked for various small businesses throughout Florida. That's where I used to live uh, before moving up to Philadelphia. And they all were, had good and bad in, in different ways. Um, but one of the things that kept happening to me was I worked for a company for like six months to a year and then they'd run out of money because they are a small business and then I'd get laid off. So I just kind of got tired of really trying to find a job all the time. And, and I was kind of doing some freelance work on the side while I was working for these various companies. So I just decided, you know what, it's time to really start my own thing and, and really take that to the next level. My husband is also a web designer. So we have a lot in common and he was doing the corporate route. So he worked for a company for 15 years, a big company that has a hundred thousand employees and was doing web work for them. So his situation is he was just kind of frustrated with the nine to five corporate rules and all that stuff. So we just decided to kind of join forces and our experiences and you know, me working with small businesses and him working in the corporate environment and kind of craft our business to make it different and what we wanted and by the experiences that we had, both good and bad from those different jobs. Right. So what was the scariest thing for you and kind of taking that leap from even having you know a bunch of freelance jobs to like, this is my business? The scariest thing for me was just, are people going to think that I'm good enough? And I think a lot, it was just like not having that confidence to really move forward was, was, was holding me up for so long. And you know, I was in a lot of situations where the work environment was kind of where they would put you down mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. And that, you know, if you hear it every day, that kind of does make you feel like you're not as good, but I had to overcome that if I wanted to really start my own business because you have to be confident in what you're doing. Otherwise people aren't going to be confident in investing in you. Right. It was something that I had to, to really learn and overcome. And it was hard. It wasn't something that came easy. And there was a, there's been a lot of iterations of our business. We started six years ago doing a lot different work than what we're doing now, but that just came over time as we, grew more confident, learn more what we want to do and who we want to work with. Things right. changed. Right. Were there places where you felt stuck? Like you felt like the fear or you know magnitude of like making this work just kind of kept you spinning or you wanted to quit? Yes. I would say the marketing part of it, the marketing myself was the hardest part. I'm very introverted. I like being home. Networking events are very scary to me. I've gotten a lot better over the years of doing it. I've gotten more comfortable and I've developed good relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was a really hard thing for me to put myself out there. It was just, again, something that I had to learn to get over. Um, and one of the things that I think we did that's a lot maybe different than some other businesses is we found creative ways to market ourselves online. So okay. it was stuff that 
where we didn't necessarily have to get in front of a bunch of people or shake hands or be in a room of people we didn't know. And those creative ways have really helped our business grow. And that's one of the things that we like to share with our clients is that if you are introverted, there's other ways to market your business besides going to a bunch of networking events that maybe you don't feel comfortable in. Right, right. And I love networking events because I like the connecting with different people. And I know that for people who are super introverted, which a lot of service-based business you know, entrepreneurs are, it's very overwhelming. It's too much energy, et cetera. And I think having the, the opportunity to market more creatively can be really helpful. So what was one thing that really worked for you that might be helpful for somebody who's listening? Blogging. That has definitely helped our business a ton because we're creating fresh content and we have that content that we can share on social media. That's helped our SEO and really just get out in front of a bunch of people, a lot more people than we would at any networking event because your content can be seen by thousands. As opposed to the, just the 50 that are in the room. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. So you've been working with your husband for the whole time together. Did you start the business together or? Did he yeah. So we, he was working full time at his corporate job for several years. Uh, he just, he quit his job to work full time with Wiki Design last October, but he was working kind of double duty. He would come home and work on our business so he was doing a lot of the server stuff and the stuff that I wasn't really good, the tech-based stuff. That's really what he shines in. And that was a huge help. Now that he is full-time, he's taken on more of like the accounting and the business development stuff. And okay. that's really helped me because I can focus more on what I like to do, which is the design work. And he can focus more on the tech stuff and getting everything you know, up to date and making sure our clients have well-maintained websites. And it's just a really good balance for us. Right. That's awesome. What's it like working with somebody that you're married to? Because I think that takes a special relationship to be able to have the personal piece and the work piece flow really well together. And how have you guys worked it out so that you're really complementing each other's skills? We came up with a plan so before we even thought like, hey, you're going to quit your job, we talked about it and we said, well, if you quit your job, what is it that you're going to do? Because you can't just quit your job and not have anything to do and be sitting like, okay, well, I'm, I'm bored. So we figured out the task that he would do and the task that I would do and we divided it equally. That's not to say that there aren't some times where I'm doing some of the things that he's doing. He's doing some of the things that I would normally do, but we have set things that we do. And that's definitely helped. It's definitely not easy all the time. There's times when we, we disagree on things or we get into like flat out arguments, but that's just, I think, marriage. <laughs> and I think just at the end of the day, we always just sit and try to talk about it and we're like, okay, well, what can we do better? One of the things that I know I've learned in this past like eight months that he has been working full time is that I have to let him do things his way. He works a lot differently than I do. Mm -hmm. So that was hard for me to 
kind of adjust to because I I like doing things a certain way and I've been doing things a certain way for so many years. But at the end of the day, if the work gets done, it doesn't matter right. how it's done, just as long as we're accomplishing what we need to. Right, right. What was that like for you too, from the perspective of recognizing like, oh, he's doing this like totally a different way than what I would. And I have to let go of the control piece of it in order for us to succeed. Was it it like was a- hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to, well, I think it's just hard to sometimes admit that like your way isn't the only way. And I, I can kind of be stubborn with that. Yeah. Um, but I just had to be like, you know what, like, who, who cares if it's not the exact way I would do it? He's still getting it done. And that's fine. If he can do five things at once where I'm more focused on like just doing one thing at a time. Right. As long as it's getting done, it doesn't matter. Exactly. Exactly. How do you do your planning too? Is that something that you do monthly or quarterly together? Or does one of you do more of like the strategic planning than the other? Uh, we, we try to do it, like check in every couple months on our goals. So we usually set like three months, six months, and then yearly goals. We actually just had our first business retreat because we were, we've been pretty busy with client work. And I think when you get busy with client work, you neglect some of the things for your own business. So I was like, how about we just get away for a couple of days and just work solely on stuff that we need to work for, for our business. And that was really helpful. We got a ton done and it's something that I think we'll probably do every six months from here on out just because it was, it was so productive, but we, we like to just sit down and say, okay, this is what we wanted to accomplish for this month. This is where we're at. And this is what we're going to do for the next month. And we, we try to sit down every month and do that. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't, not going to lie, but I think just having those conversations is really important if you are, even if you're just in business by yourself, like you need to like have a conversation with yourself and say, this is what I did this month. And this is what I want to be at next month. Otherwise you're never going to grow. Right. I totally, I mean, planning and Mm -hmm. strategy piece is my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's so informative of what you do with the rest of your time. So having, you know, something that's reasonably consistent, I think is super important. Agreed. Amazing. I want to circle back because you, when you and I were talking earlier too, you had said like you started your business in this 500 square foot apartment mm-hmm. and there's, you know, I mean, so much growth between from you know, then and now, did you have a big picture of what you wanted your business to look like and the iterations just kind of helped evolve that? Or has it really been something that you've kind of grown into as time's gone by? I think we've, grown into it for sure. And I'm a big believer in you don't need to have all these fancy tools or this fancy office to start a business, especially nowadays. You have so many opportunities and free tools at your fingertips that you can just start with what you have. And that's what I tell our clients to do. That's really what we believe in. And yeah, we started our business in our tiny apartment. My desk was next to the kitchen (laughs) because that was the only space for it, but we made it work. And now we have, we still work out of our home, but we have an office space and it's a lot nicer and we have tools and an actual desk, (laughs) not a tiny Ikea table, but we still just use what we have. And we always, we always try to figure out ways to use 
what's at our fingertips and the skills that we have rather than like, oh, I need to invest in this big office or get all this equipment that I, maybe I don't necessarily need at the moment. And you can always grow into that. And as you grow, you will invest more in things, but don't be afraid to get started because you think that you need all these tools. You, you don't, you have everything within you. Okay. What do you think are like some of the best free tools that, that entrepreneurs should get started with? I really love Buffer and Planoly for planning social media posts. Planoly is exclusively for Instagram. We have a pretty big Instagram following. So that's helped a ton. It's nice and it's a visual grid so you can see what everything is going to look like. Buffer is great for the other social media platforms. I like those two. Um, I would say things like FreeCamp, which is a free project management software is is really great because you don't have to go through a hundred emails. You can set up a project, you can invite your clients to it and communicate through their share files, do everything that you need to do for your projects in there. And that's that's been really helpful as well. Okay. Those are some great ones. And I haven't used Planoly, but I looked at it. Mm-hmm. It looks like so much fun, particularly the dragging around so you get that. Yeah. It, it is fun. And the reason I like it is because I was using um, Buffer before and it doesn't have that, the grid system and Planoly makes your grid look nice and you can see, okay, that kind of looks funky. Maybe I'm going to move that post over to a different date. So it kind of spaces everything out better. So I, I like that one a lot. Cool. And I haven't used Buffer, but I love FreeCamp. Yeah. FreeCamp is a, is a great one. I use that all the time. I don't think I could do my job without it. It makes life so much easier. (laughs) Well, and keeping everything organized is really helpful when you're juggling a lot of different projects, which all entrepreneurs are doing. Yeah. Projects or, you know, piece of marketing, et cetera. Yeah. And I think it's also helpful for my clients because they get a hundred emails a day as well. And if, you know, they're doing a ton of different things. So if everything's just in one place, they know they can go there and see the progress of their project that we're working on together. Yeah. So I'd love to move into really like how you help your clients build websites and dive a little bit into the SEO audits, because I think SEO is something that people like know what it is and they know that it's important mm-hmm. and anything out other than that is like, some magic, you know, thing that needs to happen in order for your SEO to improve. So uh, share a little bit about how you can help people. Yeah. So what I found is that, yeah, like you said, people know SEO is important, but they really don't know what it is. SEO has changed a lot over the years. It's not just like it used to be where you can stuff in a keyword into a page and start ranking for it. Google is a lot smarter now. And there's so many different factors that go into SEO. The things that we had to learn over the years was how to start ranking in Google because we are an online business. We need people to see our stuff. So we took all of these strategies that we've done over the years and kind of put them into a document that evaluates over 50 SEO metrics. So it's stuff like your site speed, is it secure? Is your site structured in a way that is easy for people to follow and get through? Because all of those things are really important. 
might be the most important things for SEO. On-page really kind of takes the back burner now. You have to have, make sure that your site has a good foundation. Otherwise, all the on-page SEO that you're trying to do isn't really going to work. So we evaluate these metrics, give you a ranking, and we give you all the information that you need to know in order to improve. So you're not just hiring a company blindly to do SEO and paying $1,000 a month. You know, like, this is what I have to do in order to improve. Okay. What would make a good foundation from the perspective of, of a website? Fast loading. Okay. Uh, under three seconds is super important. You, you don't want a huge website. So like uploading huge images, having a ton of JavaScript or customized stuff. You have to really make sure that it's still fast because people will abandon your site if it doesn't load quickly. That's right. the first thing. Uh, SSL, so a secure website. When you go to your Google Chrome, if there's that lock, and it says HTTPS, then you're good. That's another huge thing. And uh, your mobile layout. So not just a mobile responsive site that reacts to the different browser sizes, but an actual good mobile layout. So if there's things that don't need to be there on mobile, get rid of them. Make it very easy for people to find things that they are looking for on mobile. Mobile first is, is Google's algorithm change now. They, they really take into account the mobile phone experience, mm-hmm. and that's really what they're ranking for. So you okay. want to really make sure that you have a good mobile experience on your site. Okay. And what would be some things that people could can do or should look for to see if they are mobile-friendly? Pull your website up on your phone. That's the first step, and go through it. If there's things that are hard to use. You can't click certain buttons because the tap targets are too small or things just look jumbled or the text isn't big enough. Those are all things that should be changed because you you really need to have a good mobile experience. Google does offer a tool called Lighthouse. It's a browser extension. If you pull up your website in Lighthouse, you can evaluate things and it will give you recommendations for how to make improvements. Okay. So. That's something that people can can look at. Um, It might not be things that you necessarily know how to do, though, but you can at least get started and say, okay, well, these are the things that I need to improve upon. Right. Awesome. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that, because I think, you know, people or entrepreneurs believe that they can just throw up a website and it's all good and people are going to start showing up. And it really takes some effort and some marketing to have Mm -hmm. your website be seen by other people. Yeah, and that's one of the things that we tell our clients is like once you have the website up, the hard part is maintaining it and getting people to it. So you have to have fresh content on it. So having a blog or videos or like a podcast like you have, those are all really good things that will get people to your website. A lot of people focus now on social media, which is great, but you don't own social media. You own your website. And we all know how Facebook, Instagram, all these platforms are changing all the time. What was working once before isn't going to work a month from now because they're always changing it. And we all know our posts aren't getting seen anymore unless you pay to play. But with your website, you have full control over it. So it's really your best marketing tool. 
and you should take advantage of all the opportunities that you have on it. Right. I totally agree. And I mean, your website can be one of your best sales tools. It is your best sales tool. If you do it right, it's your best sales tool. Right. And well, a lead generator, but they're, mm-hmm. I mean, they both go hand in hand. In yeah. So this has been so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing just your story and all of your knowledge. I, I love it. And it's so helpful. Where can everybody connect with you? Wikidesign.com, W-I-C-K-Y design.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube. We have everything. Uh, if you go to the website, you'll see all those links um, in the footer. Okay. And yeah, we'd love to connect with, with anybody. And if anybody has any questions, we're yeah. open to answering. And who, like, what's your, the best person to reach out to you? Like, how can you help them most effectively? Anybody that is ready to ditch that corporate job or that nine to five and start their own thing. That's who we help. And we help, we help people with the branding and the web design portion of that. So they have that solid foundation so that they can then take their business idea and really run with it. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you so much for being here. As I said, I'm going to just throw one totally unexpected question at you. So totally off the cuff. Um, and I love asking this sometimes is what is one of your favorite quotes? Dreams don't work unless you do. Ooh, I like that. Who said that? I have no idea. I'm just, <laughs> I've just, I've heard it and I've heard it like on social media, Instagram posts, and I can't remember who said it or if it's just, you know, one of those anonymous quotes, but I've always liked it because I think it's so true. Yeah. You can absolutely. have a dream, but unless you work at it, you're not going to make any progress. Right. Absolutely. And with that, again, thank you so much. And thank you everybody for hanging out with us and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. As an entrepreneur, do you ever feel isolated? Like you're just grinding away and not getting to the place or reaching the goals that you want. Maybe you've realized that you just spent days, weeks, or even months trying to accomplish something only to figure out that the answer that you have would have saved you all of that time. I know I've had that experience and my clients have as well. And that's why I created the Tribe of Leaders Biz School. Get the accountability, the training, and the knowledge base in a community of like-minded people who are there to support you. Go ahead and check it out. It's the tribeofleaders.com.